Hey, Chris here from Over 40 Freaking Awesome. I want to talk today about how to basically navigate reducing your alcohol intake when temptation and encouragement are everywhere. I mean, as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm in Ireland. Here, there are only really three acceptable excuses amongst my generation for not drinking alcohol whenever it's offered. Those excuses are, I am pregnant, I am driving, or I'm still hungover from last night. So, and there's still a a level of bafflement, distrust even, if folks think your excuse is illegitimate. Uh, So as such, I've grown up linking all sorts of social occasions, even baptisms, with having a few drinks. But drinking too much too often just started to lose its allure for me about four or five years ago. The hangovers had become fairly hateful. My sleep was messed up for days. I knew it was increasing my estrogen levels and therefore lowering my testosterone levels. My digestion was terrible afterwards. And mentally, I was quite low for sometimes a whole week after a big night out with my guy friends. So I decided to cut right back. Now, this episode isn't some crusade to convince you to become teetotal, heaven forbid. As with anything in life, the key is in the dose and a few occasional drinks really is neither here nor there. But I want to tell you how I coped with my challenge uh, with changing my attitudes to drinking and my habits in the hope that it helps you if you're also keen to reduce your booze consumption without necessarily having to live like a monk. So first of all, what I needed to do was have an audit, an audit of my booze consumption because I needed to understand my drinking habits better. So in an average week, I was only really having three, four, five drinks in total. No, Obviously, that's nowhere near an unhealthy amount. The US and the UK health services anyway tend to talk about between 10 to 14 drinks per week being the kind of maximum before it gets a bit problematic. But I did discover when I thought about it that there were three main scenarios where I would have a few drinks too many. So a couple of nights a week after a hard day, I would have one or two beers as an indulgence. I felt I deserved it. It would help me relax. But lo and behold, my sleep would suffer even if I only had one beer, which is extremely annoying, as you can imagine. Then maybe once a month, I would go out for dinner with my wife or with a group of friends. We would drink wine then you have a few beers, then you have more beers, then you have God knows, espresso martinis and things like that. That's just the natural flow of a night out. Sometimes it's not necessarily planned that you're going to drink that much. It just kind of ends up happening. Then also there would be two or three times a year that I would meet up with the lads, uh, old friends that I've known since I was a teenager, and we would get, to be honest, fairly drunk. The day revolved around drinking, chatting, watching sports, laughing, and I loved these times. But Mentally and physically, I really suffered in the days afterwards, after I hit 40 years old, certainly. So as you can see, I wasn't necessarily drinking that much from an unhealthy perspective. Certainly nowhere near my glory days of my 20s at university, when it was practically a, a nightly occurrence, drinking too much. But even this amount of alcohol, like I said, it just felt like too much because of the number of crap quality sleeps, stomach upsets, low mood days, and increasingly... Uh, low testosterone symptoms that it was causing. So I needed to tackle the three main drinking scenarios that I had. I had to find an easier way, I suppose, of coping with there being so much alcohol around or on offer 
but also still enjoying myself. Like I say, I had no, uh, no real goal to become completely teetotal. Now, just quickly before I dive into how I tackled my three drinking scenarios, I just want to encourage you to go ahead and sign up for the Operation Handsome Bastard free four-day video course that I've put together. It helps you manage your diet and your booze consumption, your workouts, your hormones, your sleep, your stress, your supplements, everything, just to get your life set up after 40 and beyond to thrive again. I will put a link to where you can sign up. Like I said, it's free. I'll put that in the episode uh, description. I really encourage you to have a look at the videos. There's about one and a half hours of video lessons as well as workout programs and all sorts of things for you, completely free. Anyway, my three main scenarios when I was drinking. So number one, I was drinking at home and I wanted to cut back on that. Now, I had discovered with coffee that I had uh, recently switched to decaffeinated because I realised, A, I was drinking too much coffee, but I also realised I wasn't really craving caffeine per se. What I craved was that kind of, you know, that kind of cosy feeling when you're sitting with a warm, milky cup of coffee on a comfy chair, just relaxing, either just being at peace or scrolling some sports gossip website, just a bit of time to yourself. That's what I craved. It wasn't necessarily the caffeine. So I switched to decaf most of the time. I got the same kind of cosy feeling, but I wasn't filling my body with caffeine. And it occurred to me that the same was true with my drinking beer at home. I wasn't necessarily having a couple of beers because I was trying to get a bit buzzed or drunk. I just literally wanted a beer. I like the taste of beer. Uh, and so I thought, well, the decaf version of beer is really zero alcohol beer. So I went on a bit of a journey, started trying the various ones that are on sale in the supermarkets here. Now, some of them admittedly are quite weak and watery and not nice at all, but I did find a couple. There's a, a beautiful German one, Erdinger, that I drink. And so now there's uh, weeks and sometimes months at a time when I don't drink any alcohol because the only times I'm drinking are at home and I'm having a couple of these non-alcoholic beers and I have a couple of in the refrigerator at all times. So again, I would encourage you have a look in whatever your local store is offering. There could be a couple of decent non-alcoholic beers that still give you that kind of hit, that kind of feeling of mm, lovely beer, but you're not necessarily trying to get pissed in front of the TV on a Tuesday night. Then our next scenario was dinner with friends. How was I going to kind of cut back on the amount of alcohol I was having? That one was actually pretty easy to fix. I just started driving more often. So at the start of the night, I would still have a glass of wine or maybe a beer. And then from that point on, I would have non-alcoholic beers or soft drinks or water. And I was surprised to find that my friends weren't saying, ah, what are you doing? You're so boring. Have something to drink. They were extremely supportive of me not drinking because I was offering to drive them home for free and save them the taxi fare. So that's another way that I managed to cut back on alcohol without necessarily not having a social life. Then the third scenario, the big days slash nights out with the lads, these were the hardest ones to cope with. On the one hand, these are truly glorious occasions. They are so good for the soul. You're making memories, you're reminiscing, you're talking complete crap like you're 15 years old again. I'm sure some of this sounds familiar to you, but it was the aftermath of these nights that was the hardest to deal with. Like I said, it was sometimes a whole week it was taking me before my digestion felt right, my sleep felt right, and my mood felt right. So what I managed to do was I modified the speed and the volume of my alcohol consumption on these occasions. So 
I had a few pints of water over the course of the day to basically water down all of the alcohol and to lessen the severity of the hangover the next day. I also just started drinking more slowly instead of, uh, you know, sometimes when you race to the bottom of every glass, like someone brings you another pint of Guinness. It's just almost like chain smoking, but with pints of Guinness. Obviously that ends in tears. So I slowed that right down too. And then I said no to dumb things like shots of tequila and cocktails. You know, those kind of troublemaker drinks. The drinks when you think back the next day about why did I make such a fool of myself? You can normally trace it back to someone deciding to get tequilas or cocktails. So I start saying no to dumb things. I just stuck with beer and wine. Now this approach basically allowed me to get less drunk. I still spoke plenty of crap over the course of the day, don't worry. But I still enjoy the day and the night to its fullest. And I only suffer for a day afterwards now, after one of these big nights out. Which in my book, to be honest, is an acceptable trade-off for just all the fun that I have on those days. So I hope all that makes sense to you if you are considering cutting back on alcohol. We don't need to completely demonise alcohol. So people hold very strong opinions about it. It can be a very black and white thing. Like I've said, here in Ireland, it's often seen as the glue that holds society together and is actively encouraged. If you've ever visited here, things revolve around the pub. It's the main thing that people do to get together just to socially. And so it's difficult at times here in Ireland to go out and not drink alcohol unless you have a valid excuse, like I said. But also overconsumption of alcohol causes so many problems across the world that I understand why some people choose to shun it completely and encourage others to be teetotal too. Instead of it being so black and white, I suppose I've chosen to inhabit this kind of light grey area where I limit my consumption most of the time. Like I said, there's weeks and months go by when I don't have any alcohol, but I still indulge a little too much a few times a year and I accept the inevitable aftermath. I would encourage you to do your own booze audit to understand what triggers your consumption if you're trying to reduce the amount of alcohol that you drink on a weekly basis because the health and mental well-being payoffs to limiting your alcohol consumption are enormous. It will help to boost your testosterone, it will boost your mood, it will boost your energy, it will improve your sleep. It can do so much good but you don't necessarily have to live like a monk for the rest of your life either and I hope by me explaining how I have personally managed to limit my consumption, that maybe that helps you out a wee bit too. So on the subject of alcohol, any recommendations that you have for non-alcoholic beers that you get where you are, let me know. Email me, chris at offacoach.com. But also remember, if you want to sign up for that free four-day video course, Operation Handsome Bastard, that will help you get your life set up to thrive again on all fronts. And I will put the uh, link to sign up to that course in the episode description. So I'll chat next time, mate. Take care of yourself.